in a few moments, we will do what the book of Joel advised his people to do. little background there. That first reading from Joel 2 sounds negative and sounds like a punishment. What happened was the people of Israel were taken out of their country and their country was destroyed and so was the temple. And when they came back, finally, the temple was in shambles, but they searched through the rubble and they found the Torah. They found the holy book of the prophets and the teachings of Israel. And they rejoiced and they built a pedestal so that the authors could read from the scriptures. But before the reading begins, Joel reminds us, return to me, says the Lord, with fasting, weeping, and mourning, and rend your hearts, not your garments. A traditional way of mourning in Jewish culture was to rip their garments. And we even see that in contemporary Jewish movies or videos. When someone is mourning, they rip their garments as a sign to everyone else that he or she is in mourning. But God is saying through the prophet Joel, rip open your hearts, forget your clothing. Go to the heart of it. Go to the heart of why you are sacrificing, why you are happy, why you are sad. Go to the heart, and there God will touch you. Perhaps God himself will forgive you any of your sins or misgivings. And now, because this is the reading of God that's being read from the Torah, blow a trumpet. Let people know what you're doing, but proclaim a fast. We'll pick that up later. Jesus says, when you give to the poor, don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And when you are fasting, don't look gloomy. Don't look for sympathy. Oh, I'm Catholic. I'm fasting today. I didn't eat this today. You know, that's a reward in itself, Jesus is saying. Only your heavenly father, don't forget, go into your heart. Only your heavenly father should know what you're doing and your motivation for doing. In a few moments, we're going to challenge that scripture because we're going to be marked in public. So where we go, work, school, home, will be marked. Lisa and I will, will use Q-tips so there's no direct contact because of COVID and all that. We will dip the Q-tips into the ashes and mark on your head a sign of the cross with the ashes. Lisa, do it to me. I will do it to Lisa to start. And then and the ashes will have been blessed at that point. So challenging Jesus, we're saying, no, we're going to go into the world, Mark, so people know that we are sinners. That's why you're being marked with ashes, you realize that, to let the world know we are sinners. How many years did we grow up thinking Ash Wednesday is nice and all those sinners can really benefit from Ash Wednesday, but not me? Maybe some of us thought that way. Well, right now, in this year, the world is very aware 
of the sin of the world. Power, disrespect, bloodshed, war. And we especially are in union and communion with the people of Eastern Europe and the Ukraine. So before, we may have come to church years ago, and nothing was going on in our families or lives, so, but I'll come, I've got to get ashes, that's what the Catholics do. But today's ashes should remind us that we are in a sinful world. We're not necessarily the cause of sin, but we're participants in the sin of hate, greed, prejudice. And that is not in the Ukraine. That is right here in our own homes, as you know, in our own world. But the Ukraine is certainly a, a magnified example of what the world carries as the sin of the world. An invasion into the homeland of an innocent people gets the attention of people throughout the world. So why are we fasting? Why are we sacrificing, as the scriptures advise us and the prayers will advise us today, to be one with those people in the Middle East, but to be one with all those who suffer, ourselves included, whether it's suffering mental, emotional, physical, or personality disorders. We are asking each other that our hearts be rend, our hearts be open. And, and we, we need to stop and pause during this period of 40 days to walk with Jesus and ask Jesus to walk with us as we look around and we see the sin in the world. Not only in the middle European sin, but our own sins, our own families, our own streets, our own politics, our own misgivings, our own greed, our own homelessness. They're the sins of the world. And we're surrounded by them. So we fast during the season of Lent. And if you want the technical uh, stipulations about fasting, you can go online, read the bulletin. I I'm talking to the heart. I I'm talking to who we are as people, not the regulations we should observe. You want to fast legally? Go read the bulletin. But you want to fast according to the scriptures? Rend your hearts. We are called to rend our hearts. Open our hearts to God. Open our hearts to one another. Why are we fasting? So our bodies would feel different. So our bodies will tell us, hey, something's wrong down here. I, I'm not getting what I want in my belly. And maybe as, as we experience that, we might unite ourselves and our bellies and our hearts with the people of Ukraine. We'll say now, but you know, Ukraine is not the only country in the world that's, that's being tortured by outside elements. So our stomachs can be united with the stomachs of those people whose country has been invaded or whose lives are being destroyed because they have no food to put into their stomachs. So our fasting will make us one with them through our hearts. We're rending our hearts. Our whole attitude has to be one with them. We can send checks, good. We can pray, very good. But now, because it is Lent, we're being asked to really experience hunger, 
experience discomfort. Just look at the news. This morning there was a mother whose twins were born just a few weeks ago, and she's in a bunker, a filthy bunker, in the basement of the hospital. We fast and we sacrifice for her and with her. You know, this stuff about the body of Christ, we're all one people, this is not just a phrase. We as Catholics believe it. We are one. And d- don't be bothered about ethnicity and color and all that nonsense. That's, that's trivial. We are one as members of the body of Christ. And those who come to the Eucharist here are telling the world, I am one. And those of us who get, go outside marked with ashes, we're telling the world, I am one with all of those other Catholics, and I am one with Christ, and I am one with my sisters and brothers in the other part of the world that are suffering. Why do we fast? Why do we sacrifice? Because we can. Because we have the possibility of sacrificing and then stopping sacrifice. We have the possibility of fasting and then stopping fasting. We do it to be one with those who don't have that option, no matter where they are, in our streets or in another country. So this is not for, for us. Excuse me. It's, it is for us. It's not for God. Don't sacrifice for God. He doesn't need your sacrifice. He owns the world. He owns the universe. Sacrifice so we together, each one of us who gives up something or who gives away something or who does a performing, an, an action of prayer and charity during these 40 days, an exceptional prayer and charity, not just the ordinary stuff that we all do every day, but an exceptional prayer and charity to be one with each other and one with those who suffer. The words Lisa and I will use are two, two phrases we can use. The older and traditional one is, remember you are dust and to dust you will return. When I first became a priest, I was a little more, how can I say, up with times. So I appreciated the church giving us an optional blessing with a distribution. Turn away from sin and embrace the gospel. I like that. But I'm not going to use that today. And I'm asking Lisa not to use that one today. We need to realize our frailty. We need to realize the, the possibility of suffering. And we need to realize we're all dust and we're going to be dust someday. And in the meantime, we have to respect and build up one another. One of the representatives of the Ukraine delegation to the UN was interviewed this morning. Young woman who's pregnant. I don't know what her official role is. And it it took my breath away. She's on worldwide news. And the newscaster said, you know, what'd you think about the State of the Union last night? And she says, all I could think of is that your president is asking you to suffer through maybe 25 cents more a gallon for gas. But in the long run, in the long run, he's not asking you to suffer with the people of the Ukraine. He's not asking you to experience that. You'll sacrifice 
by paying a few more bucks at the gas pump. People in Ukraine don't have that option. People in, in Africa, people in, in North Korea, people in China, and the list can go on. You can get a, a, a list from the newspapers or the, or the UN as to which countries are the most violently attacking Christians. And Catholics, of course, are at the top of the list. So it's going to be a little uncomfortable sacrificing a quarter a gallon more. But we're not like the president of Ukraine, God bless him, and he's Jewish, by the way, who was offered the option to leave Ukraine. We, the country, our United States, offered him. We'll, we'll come rescue. We'll, we'll put you in, in hiding, or we'll, we'll set up a, a government in crisis. He said no. He said no. He donned weapons of war. He donned the jackets. And he's out there with mothers and fathers and grandparents and children. No, not children. Defending their country. Why sacrifice? Why fast? To be one with them. We are not necessarily going to don weapons and go fight. And thank God, because we're not the heroes of the world, but we are members of the world. So in any way we can unite ourselves with the suffering people of the world, we should do. Use your head, use your heart, use your wallet, decide on your own how. But today as a Catholic church throughout the world, we're donning ashes. We're telling the world, I am weak, I am a sinner, and I unite my sinfulness with the sinfulness of the whole world so God himself can heal us. And I am humble enough to tell you that by putting dirt, ashes on my head as a sign of oneness with God and oneness with the world who suffers.